a guest post by Dr. Ling Xiao and Dr. Lucy Gill Simmons School of Business and Management. A blended learning approach has been adopted by most UK universities in response to the COVID pandemic. Institutions and higher education educators have become fully committed to and invested enormous resources in delivering such an approach. This has helped to maintain a high-quality education and to some extent, to mitigate the potential dire impact of the pandemic on the student's learning experience. This approach has no doubt accelerated a reshaping of pedagogic approaches, facilitating deep learning, autonomy, personalized learning and more. With the rapid pace of the UK's vaccine rollout, and the semi-promise by the UK government that will be back to some kind of normal by the end of June, there is hope for a possible return to campus in September, 2021. As a result, this now marks a time when we need to reflect on what we have learned from the blended learning approach and figure out what to take forward in designing teaching and learning post-pandemic, be it hybrid or high-flex or both. The Management Education Research Group, MERG, in the School of Business and Management recently held a symposium on reflecting on blended learning, what's next? It showcased blended learning examples from various universities across the UK and was followed by a panel discussion where we posed the question, what worked and what didn't work? We found that some of our previous assumptions were brought into question. Assumption 1, pre-recorded videos should be formal and flawless. Overnight, and without any training, educators took on the role of film creators, film editors and videographers. Spending hours, days, weeks and even months developing lecture recordings from the confines of our homeworking spaces we were stopping, starting, restarting, editing out the slightest imperfection. It has to be perfect, right? Not so fast. For many institutions, recorded video is the primary delivery vehicle for blended learning content, with academics pre-recording short presentations, lectures and informal videos to complement text-based information and communication. Many of us postulated that a formal and meticulous delivery style for pre-recorded videos is required to help to maintain high-quality educational materials and for students to perceive us as professionals. Academics' personal experiences however suggest it is vital to keep the human elements, as students enjoy and engage better with a personalized delivery. A personalized style helps to build relationships with students which then provide foundations of learning. Meyer, 2009, describes it as a personalization principle of learning through video and recommends that a conversation style is preferential to a formal style for learning. This also resonates with recent insights from Harvard Business School professor, Francesca Gino, who reflects in her webinar on the power of teaching with vulnerability in COVID-19. She explains the importance of being open, honest and transparent with students and sharing one's own human side in order to strengthen the educator-learner bond. Assumption 2 Students enjoy learning from the comfort of their homes. Blended learning empowers students to become autonomous learners, since they can engage with their courses when real-time contact with lecturers is not possible. However, such autonomy isn't all it's cracked up to be, and turns out to be a lonely road for many students. Instead of relishing staying at home and learning when they want, some students declare they miss the structure, the sense of community and the feeling of belonging they associate with attending university in person. Universities are more than places for learning they serve as the center of their communities for students. Students not only learn directly from the education but also, just as much, from interaction and collaboration with lecturers or their fellow classmates. It emerged in conversation between students and faculty that students felt it generally took longer to establish a sense of community in an online class than in a traditional face-to-face -face classroom but that it could be achieved. So, it's up to us as educators to foster a sense of community amongst online learners. Central to learning community is the concept of cooperative learning, which has been shown to promote productivity, expose students to interdisciplinary teams, 
foster idea generation, and to promote social interaction and Kemer, 2007. One such technique is to introduce collaborative learning opportunities, and those that reach beyond online group work and assessment, which in itself may prove problematic for learners. Instead, educators should look to develop co-creation projects such as wikis or blogs where students can come together to co-create content together. Social annotation platforms such as Google Docs and Padlet enable students to share knowledge, develop the understanding of learning objects through collaborating on notes, commenting specific parts of materials, etc. Novak et al., 2012, Miller et al., 2018. Padlet for example has proved to be particularly popular with students for collaborative learning given its ease of use. Assumption 3, it makes sense to measure student engagement merely by participation metrics. After months of preparation and instructional design and preparing the perfect learning journey for students, we tend to expect students to learn and to engage in a way that we as educators perceive to be optimal for fulfillment of learning outcomes. We all know that students learn and engage in many different ways, but we often find ourselves trawling the data and metrics to see whether students watch the videos, engaged in the readings we provided, posted on the forum we clearly labeled and participated in the mini-quizzes and reflection exercises we created. However, as our hearts sink at what appears to be at times a relatively low uptake, we jump to the conclusion that students aren't engaging. Here's the thing, they are, we just don't see it. Engagement as a construct is something far more complex and multifaceted which we can't necessarily measure using the report logs on the VLE. Student engagement is often labeled the holy grail of learning, Sinatra, Hetty, and Lombardi, 2015, 1. Since it correlates strongly with educational outcomes, including academic achievement and satisfaction. This can therefore lead to a level of frustration on the part of educators when engagement appears low. However, engagement comes in many forms, and in forms which are often not directly visible and or measurable. For example, cognitive, behavioral and emotional engagement all have very different indicators which are not immediately apparent. Hence new ways of evaluating of student engagement in the blended learning environment are needed. Halverson and Graham, 2019, propose a possible conceptual framework for engagement that includes cognitive and emotional indicators, offering examples of research measuring these engagement indicators in technology-mediated learning contexts. Assumption 4. Technology is the make or break for blended learning. The more learning technologies we can add to our learning design, the better, right? Wrong. Some students declare the VLE has too much going on. They couldn't keep up with all the apps and technologies they are required to work with to achieve their learning. Although technology clearly plays a key role in the provision of education, Gibson, 2001, Watson, 2001, Gordon, 2014, it is widely acknowledged that technology should not determine but instead complement theories and practices of teaching. The onset of COVID-19 has shifted our focus to technology rather than pedagogy. For example, educators felt an immediate need for breakout room functionality, although this can be a significant function for discussion, this is not necessarily the case for disciplines such as accounting which requires students continuously to apply techniques in order to excel at applied tasks. Pedagogy should determine technology. The chosen technology must serve a purpose and facilitate the aim of the pedagogy and should not be used as bells and whistles to make the learning environment appear more engaging. In our recent research, we provide empirical evidence for the effective pedagogical employment of Padlet to support learning and engagement, Gil Simmons, 2021. Technology has an impact on pedagogy but should not be the driver in a blended or hybrid learning environment. Learning technologies are only applicable and of value when the right content is presented in right format and right time. In summary, we learned these lessons for our future approach to hybrid learning. 1. 
Aim for human not perfection in instructional design. 2. Students don't want to learn alone, create opportunities for collaborative learning. 3. Student engagement may not always be measurable, consider tools for assessing emotional, cognitive and behavioral engagement. 4. Technology should support pedagogy, not vice versa, implement only those technologies which facilitate student learning. Dr. Ling Xiao is the director of Merge and a teaching-focused senior lecturer in financial management in the School of Business and Management. Follow Ling via at drlingxiao on Twitter. Dr. Lucy Gil-Simon is a teaching-focused senior lecturer in marketing in the School of Business and Management. Follow Lucy via at Lingxiao on Twitter. References Gil-Simon, L. 2021. Using Padlet and Instructional Design to Promote Cognitive Engagement, a Case Study of UG Marketing Students, in Press, Journal of Learning Development in Higher Education. McKeemer, P.L., 2007, Student Perceptions of Active Learning in a Large Cross-Disciplinary Classroom Active Learning in Higher Education, 8-1, 9-29. Meyer, Re, 2009, Multimedia Learning Cambridge, England, Cambridge University Press, 2nd ed.